It's Wednesday, March 9th, 2022. I'm James Briarton in Charlotte, North Carolina, and welcome to a live edition of the Carolina Weather Group, where we have our friend Jared Smith from Charleston. Jared, this is both an episode of the Carolina Weather Group, but also a Let's Talk Carolina Weather, our franchise where, as the name might suggest... We talk about Carolina weather. How is that different than any other week, you might ask? Well, normally we come on and we have newsmaker interviews, right? And we, we talk about some sort of in-depth topic. Like last week, we talked about America's newest weather satellite. Well, this week, we are going to talk about four major headlines. We have had two mostly busted severe weather forecasts this week. I'm not throwing shade. I'm just being real. We've got another severe threat on Friday followed by winter's last stand with some brutally cold temperatures in the forecast for early Sunday morning. And when I say brutally cold, I don't just mean like, oh, it's going to feel cold because it's been 80. I mean, it's going to feel cold because it's cold, cold. And so we'll be talking about that uh, coming up. I want to tell you right now, off the start of this episode, before I even let Jared say a word, I want to remind everybody at home that tomorrow night on Thursday, March the 10th, Carolina Weather Group and the National Weather Service out of Columbia, South Carolina, will be hosting a basic class to learn how to become a Skywarn Storm Spotter. The class is free, it is virtual, and it is open to anyone. You don't have to live in Columbia in order to attend this class. Uh, there is a registration link. In the description of this show right now, wherever you are watching or listening to it. So we hope you will join us tomorrow to learn how to become a severe storm spotter in your neighborhood. And then if you fall in love with it, come back on Tuesday, March the 29th, also at 7 o'clock for a virtual class. Where we'll be talking the advanced meteorology to learn more about storm spotting. So that, Jared, comes just in time for this week, which is severe weather preparedness week in both North and South Carolina. Here in North Carolina, where I am, we had our statewide tornado drill at 9.30 this morning. My weather radio in my car went off as I was driving to work. That's where I was when I was challenged to say, okay, where would you go right now if a tornado warning was issued? At work, at home, at school, on the go. They always need to get those warnings. Now, for you in South Carolina, it's been moved to Friday because there was a chance of seeing storms in South Carolina today. Mm -hmm. So the weather service didn't want to confuse anybody with a drill. So they moved it to Friday, which I'm now realizing is ironic <laughs> because Friday also has a chance of storms. And let me just say, and then I promise I will stop talking. Let me, let me, oh, they've, they've, they've changed it. Do you have, do you have the storm prediction center outlook from earlier today? Like day one from this morning, day one, mm -hmm. any place? Oh yeah. I'm sure we can find it somewhere. I'm yeah, sure we could. It's, it's in here's, the archive. Here's, here's, here's what's funny about this. Hang on here. I'm going to scroll. Cause I'm sure it's on our Facebook page. It is actually yeah. the exact graphic I want is on our Facebook page. Okay. We're going to play which day is which. <laughs> this 
is Wednesday, March 9th. If you're listening on our audio podcast, just know that it had a slight risk for a tier two out of five for po uh, portions of like central South Carolina, coastal plains and the coast. So Columbia, Myrtle Beach, Charleston, Hilton Head, so on and so forth. Now, don't blink. Don't blink or you might miss it. Here comes Friday. Are those, are those, yeah, are those not the exact same graphic? I mean, one has the words Friday, March, Friday on it. one says Friday, and one says hump day, <laughs> right? Well, I, you know, and, and to be fair, I think the, the, the difference is between the two is that that slight risk on Friday is actually for well into Friday night, sure. so. Through much of the day on Friday, not expecting a severe weather issue, um, that is going to be later in the uh, evening hours. So 9 a.m., as long as we're communicating the forecast correctly, people will know, hey, this is not an actual tornado later on know. in the evening. It'll be I mean, that was yeah. kind of was that not today was today's storm threat in South Carolina. Also, not later in the afternoon, in the evening, it, it was two to yeah. three p.m. I mean, yeah, I mean, it was, it was maybe it was yeah. pushing it. I mean, hard to say, hey, I don't make the calls. <laughs> I know. And I'm not trying to make light of anyone who's got to make the calls. But I looked at those two graphics and I first I went, this is a mistake. Yeah, it's, it's the same. It's the same yeah. graphic. <laughs> they got to have it sometime, I suppose. But so, yeah, no. so South Carolina, you may or may not have a tornado drill on Friday. <laughs> I mean, I'm so honestly I surprised doubt. they just didn't do it tomorrow. But I think right people, I think people need notice. I think that there needs to be like if there's a change, like because there's a lot of people who do the tornado drill. There's the schools. There's sure. government agencies. There's all sorts of folks who are doing the tornado drill. So if it's not going to be on the day, they change it to. I, I, hey, I don't even pretend to know how all of that works. I, I don't know. It's it's impressive. It's I, impressive that it does. I know. I know. And I'm not normally such a challenger, but we had a slight risk today. We had a slight risk yesterday looking at the storm prediction center. Today's storm reports are three wind damage reports nationwide. And I don't think any of them are in the Carolinas and I'm not trying to pick on anybody, but I, I feel like we kind of busted the forecast today and yesterday for severe storms. We had one warning yeah. in the past two days and it was just North of Raleigh yesterday for, I mean, what was a pretty good bow mm -hmm. in a thunderstorm. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and again, this time of year still is, it, it's tricky. I mean, we, we severe weather in the South is tricky. Let's just start there. Sure. It's, it's tricky. And oftentimes what happens in these scenarios, such as what's, what certainly happened today and may have been a contributor yesterday is that moisture transport was from, from the Southwest Thunderstorms were ongoing to the southwest. And as those thunderstorms were going, then what that does is it kind of chokes off that inflow a little bit. The quality of the moisture as it gets up into the Carolinas is just not as good. And yeah. so it gets is so so that's one thing. You get blow off clouds from those thunderstorms because again, moving from southwest to northeast you get blow off clouds and that 
puts a lid on the instability. That puts a lid on how much heating you can get, and that puts a lid on the instability. And quite frankly, we just didn't have, you know, we just didn't have the upper support today. Um, you know, it, it was it was one of those situations where the parameter space was really good, actually. I mean, the, the significant tornado parameter across across especially the eastern Carolinas for a good bit of the day was into the one one to two range. It was not bad. Um, the uh, supercell composite was not bad. It was uh, well within the fives and the sixes. That's fairly significant. Um, downdraft cape, which is um, if, 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 if you've heard us talk about cape before on this show, uh, convective available potential energy. It is a measure of just how much energy there is in the atmosphere um, as you as you go up and storms can take advantage of that to blossom and, and convect. There is a there is a calculation called downdraft cape, which is essentially you take the wet bulb zero and you trace you take you trace that down to the surface along a, a, a dry adiabat. I realize I'm nerding out on you guys, but yeah, is there going to be a test after this? Yes. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, um, they don't even talk about this in the, in the advance, but what all that to say is that, is that there was a good bit of that. That was dry air aloft that could be pulled down into a pulled down from the thunderstorm to cause straight line damaging wings. That's basically what that is. And it's like, and, and downdraft Cape is a measure of that. And there was a good bit of it today, especially in Southeast South Carolina, in the Charleston metro area. Good bit of it. Problem is we couldn't get anything to fire. Nothing could yeah. fire. And so if you can't, and, and nothing could take root, nothing could really sustain itself. I believe there may, may have been a little bit of a cap even um, a, a little further up that may not have been analyzed as well uh, before, but Hey, I mean, Yes, you know, it's one of those cases where it's like, oh, no, you guys, you, you cried wolf. But it's it's a situation where the parameter space was good if something could get going. The problem is, is that nothing got going. Well, the problem for the forecast for the problem for it wasn't really a problem for everybody else. Everybody else, you know, nobody nobody wants severe weather except for that weirdo who was like, hey, why didn't why didn't a tornado come through my neighborhood after a you know, after a, a, a major event, and it's like, oh, wrong again. Uh, no. <laughs> so, you know that, that that's that's a lot of what happened today, and and again, you know, especially uh, especially in the Carolinas. Again, this is this is not straightforward. <laughs> it's not always straightforward. Yeah, it never is. So here's a look at the uh, HRRR model run, our high resolution rapid model uh the zero z from just about an hour ago on this wednesday night which allows us to peek ahead to friday and you can see as we get into later friday we do have a cluster of isolated storms kind of a line kind of a bow that tries to work its way up along that i-95 corridor almost as far inland as the i-77 corridor so we'll see we'll see if we can get any of these to fire off now of course it has rained a whole lot yesterday and today. So by that measure, the forecast was obviously correct. And so what Jared and I are mm -hmm. talking about is, yes, we got the flavor correct when we talked about the type of weather to anticipate. It was that slight risk, that tier two out of five, that probably should have meant we got stronger more severe storms than we did not necessarily a tornado to jared's last point but 
severe thunderstorms with the potential of damaging wind. Not widespread, because again, we're still talking about a tier two out of five, but we've only had one warning and I'm, I'm, I'm not even sure. Did we get any storm reports? Uh, today has been very quiet. Yeah. Uh, it, so we'll it, see. Just in my neck of the woods, it's been very quiet now. But but it's it's severe weather preparedness week. And that is done this time of year on purpose because we were coming out of winter and we need a refresher on what are the precautions you need to take in your lifestyle. How do you receive warnings? I have a friend here in Charlotte. I don't have a weather radio. He just ordered a weather radio. Thank goodness. Good. So now he has one that will wake him up in the middle of the night. Where do you go in your house? My closet under the stairs is where we go. It is full of Christmas decorations we took down. They need to be moved so that I can get in there with my family if need be. Now is the time to prepare for those things. So good reminder this week. But also it's March. And March is full of ups and downs and ebbs and flows and comes in like a lion and goes out like a lamb. And the lion would like to make one more appearance. Yeah, you know, that wonderful smarch weather, so to speak, is, uh, you know, is, is what they call it. And again, you know, this is the beginning of meteorological spring. Spring is a transitional season. You're going to have, especially early on, you're going to have this tug of war between between what you know, you associate with spring and the last gasps of winter. And that tug of war is certainly on display here. That's where we get some of that severe weather threat from. But, but again, that front that's going to come through um, Saturday, it's going to, it's going to approach here. It's going to come through the Carolinas late Friday into Saturday morning. It's going to clear the coast probably about midday Saturday, at least based on the current, you know, model projections. Again, it's hard to time a front this far out, but the aftermath I we tell folks that there will and almost inevitably be a March freeze. And, and that yep. certainly looks to qualify here. Um, you know, after, after a warm February, like, we, like many of us had, you know, 23, 24, I mean, that can be, we, we could be looking at our first billion dollar weather disaster of the year. In the form of lost crops. Yep. Exactly. You don't you, you don't need a you don't need a tornado. You don't need, you know, a damaging windstorm. You don't need any of that to have a billion dollar weather disaster in the spring. And this is usually how we do it. This is usually the first one is uh, usually some sort of crop loss. And and hopefully that won't be the case. But I mean, that's certainly possible. I mean, look uh, at this perspective here from chief meteorologist Brad Panovich at WCNC in Charlotte. <laughs> Just look. Yeah. Look at this. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. podcast listeners. I love you. It is a line graph and it shows Wednesday 50, Thursday 44, Friday 44, Saturday 48, Sunday nosedive like a roller coaster down to 23. Yeah, we're going to get, I mean, down here in Charleston. Yeah, yeah down here in Charleston, like the uh, the latest weather service forecast package is at 29 at the airport here uh, in North Charleston. We'll probably get pretty close to freezing, pretty close to the immediate coast uh, if, if that's the case. And uh, certainly something that we're going to want to watch closely uh, for, you know, those of you who yeah. have gardens, a lot of people. Oh, plant. thank you. Thank you for saying that right on cue. It was almost like we scripted it when we didn't. Here's mm-hmm. a look at my wife's garden. Yeah. Those little buds coming up. Mm-hmm. They thinking, they're thinking it's springtime. 
You can see she's got a couple of different planters here. I'm sure folks watching right now also have things that are budding. Uh, yeah. Put them in the comments if you'd like to share. But she bought just for this occasion as a new gardener. She did not yet have this on hand, but uh, a uh, freezing tarp, a tarp of some hmm. sort. I don't know what they call it uh, to protect the plants this weekend. So we there will be go. installing that before weeks. end. Yep. little uh, little uh, little greenhouse effect to keep everything in uh, good working order there. That's good. Exactly. That is exactly right. We are going to make a miniature greenhouse. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jared. Yeah. What about winter weather? It's going to be cold enough to support winter weather. Are we going to get any winter weather? High pressure. Which would I'd, mean no. Which would mean no. Yeah. What about the mountains? You think in the mountains, could we get some flakes? Last lick of with, with, with nor. I mean, if there's a good enough northwest flow, you never can you never can rule it out, right? I mean, it's it, yeah. It's, Let's it's, go back. To, I'm gonna go back to Brad's Facebook page because I feel yeah. like, I feel Let, like let's... I may have scold past the answer. <laughs> Here we go. Here's a look at the future cast for Saturday at 11 a.m. Yeah, this is just one model run, and this was posted actually two days ago. But it's to your point. It's trying. You might get a couple last flakes. Look, if you were thinking you wanted to go skiing or snow tubing one more time, this is your weekend. Yeah, this is your weekend. Yep. Yeah, especially up in the mountains. I'm looking at some of the. I'm looking at the the Nam now. The tonight's Nam is uh, starting to roll in, and it certainly seems like there'll be some northwest flow um, on the backside of that front. Uh, as uh, high pressure builds in and, and, and when we get that into the mountains, you know, that can generally spur up some, uh, some snowfall. So again, uh, it's not going to be, it's certainly not going to be anywhere close to a widespread snow event uh, for the, those of us at the lower elevations, but um, nope. we may, we may be done with that, but we'll see. But you know what is accumulating? Pollen. The pollen. <laughs> I had a tray. I, I, I logged my Kokoraz. Um, yeah. Uh, report this morning with 0.46 inches of rain and a trace of pollen. Is that an option in the system? Uh, you can put it in that you can put it in the remarks and you're darn tootin' sure I did that. I absolutely ah. did that. So I'm, I'm glad you men mentioned Coco Ross uh, because next week at this same time, Wednesday, 9 p.m. Eastern, uh, we're going to be talking about Coco Ross. Melissa Griffin's going to be coming on and we're going to be talking about because did you know that next week and I apologize, I may have the title wrong. But the gist is essentially it is like in South Carolina, it is the week to mark citizen involvement in weather. So mm -hmm. we're going to talk about how you can be a part of this Coco Ross program, which if you um, get all those letters and scrabble, it's an automatic win. And you can report rain and pollen and snow totals. Um, so, again, shameless plug, if you want to get more involved in weather we've got three great opportunities for you this month here at the carolina weather group tomorrow night thursday march 10th so if you're listening to the podcast it might be tonight by the time you're listening to this at seven o'clock intro to severe weather with the carolina weather group and the national weather service it's virtual it's free everyone is welcome there is a link to register in the description of this show then next week, we'll have Melissa Griffin on. We'll talk about Coco Ross. 
And then we're back Tuesday, March 29th at seven o'clock with the National Weather Service for an advanced storm spotter class. So buckle up. It's going to be fun. These are open again to everyone. No previous knowledge is needed. We do recommend you do the basic class before you do the advanced class because that's just how classes work. <laughs> um, we have a couple questions, Jared. Yeah. Um, this question comes to us from YouTube. Mm-hmm. Can you recommend a good weather radio? And I'll tell you, here's what I told my friend the other day. You can't really go wrong in 2022. Because a lot of the features I would recommend, as far as I know, are fairly standard. Yeah. You want something that does same, S-A-M-E, so you can say, I live in this county, so it only beeps for this county. And you want something that's going to allow you to pick which warnings you want. For me, tornado warning, severe thunderstorm warning, flash flood warning. If you want everything else, go crazy. It's going to wake you up a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it but will. It's, it's not your mother's weather radio from your childhood that you're always like, oh, it's making noise where it would go off all the time for everything. And mm -hmm. that I still think is words of wisdom in that the cheapest of the cheapest weather radios may just have every county, every warning. But I have only seen that with radios that are multi-purpose. CB radios, yeah. ham radios, scanner radios that throw in the NOAA weather band kind of as a bonus feature. And it's like, sure, you can tune in NOAA weather radio. Good luck. Um, but when you actually buy a weather radio, a lot of those features that were once nice to have are automatic now. Yeah, you want to look for you want to look for on the box uh, NOAA all hazards. That's what you want to be looking for. All hazards weather radio. And, and if you can, if you, if you can do that and I'll, I'm pulling up the logo, I'm literally pulling up the logo right now so I can show you exactly what this looks like here. Uh, let's um, click a couple buttons here. Let's click another couple buttons here. All right. That's big enough. Button um, clicking. Yep. Button clicking, et cetera. Let me pull that out of there and let me, uh, let me share this bad boy out. Uh, do I, have I, don't, a... I don't know what he's doing. I am going to share my screen. I'm going to share. It's going to be fabulous, everybody. I'm going to share this. This is what it looks like. Right straight out, right out of, straight out of Compton, aka Wikipedia. That's the logo you want to look for. Um, all hazards, no weather radio. This is going to be the, the. This is going to be the one that tones out for those warnings or whatever, however you want to configure it. Um, you know certain you know brands that that James and I are familiar with, in particular uh, Midland. Yep. Um, it is really, they're kind of like the standard bearer as far as weather sure. radios go. Um, so definitely, uh, definitely big fan of them. I got a couple um, from these guys. E Eaton, yeah. E-T-O-N. Oh, cool. Because, and, and this is a consideration, I think. Now, this is not one that I would necessarily keep at my bedside. This is more of a like on the go emergency radio, AM, FM, weather and Bluetooth because this whole back panel is solar panel. So if I was in a situation where I had no power for days on end, I could use that. I could use this hand crank to charge it, but because it also will then actually charge your cell phone. So I wouldn't consider this the answer to the, can you recommend a good weather radio? Because yes, this is a weather radio, but this is more of like the Swiss army knife. When we're trying to talk about a good steak carving knife. 
Um, so, I mean, if nothing else, I think every household should have a weather radio in their house that takes both power from the wall, but also battery backup. Because if the power goes out before the warning, you don't want to miss the warning. And don't forget to change your batteries. Yep. And that's where, you know, and again, you know, you're listening to the radio. That's where you're, where you're going to hear the cancellations, too. So those are things that you're going to want to know. Yeah. Um, you know, one one thing that I one thing I've seen, James, over the years is that um, changing your weather radio battery is actually something that's really good to do when we are coming up on the time change, which is yeah. also this weekend. I know, right. Right. So so um, much as they say, change the batteries in your smoke detector around the time that daylight yep. savings kicks in. This is a good opportunity coming up to also look at your weather radio batteries and make sure everything is in tip top shape there. So, again, this weekend, Saturday night, Sunday morning, 2 a.m. Sunday, springing forward, you're going to get a, you're going to get an hour more of daylight uh, towards the end of the day. I think we are all ready for that. Yeah. Um, uh, it'll be interesting to see just how many people are running late on Monday. Um, <laughs> I'm running late every day. So what's the? Well, deal? yeah, I mean, uh, well, <laughs> point taken. Um, but again, um, you know, it's yeah. it's it's a really good time to do those things. A really good time to just check on that readiness and um, you know and, and, and just make yeah. sure that all of those uh, items are in tip top shape. A couple other comments from YouTube before we go. I'm not ready for more snow. Chances are you won't be getting any. And that's the spirit of Michael here on YouTube. Good to see you again, Michael. Would be nice to see snow one more time in the Piedmont. I know it's not going to happen. Yeah, it's it's uh it, it's it's tough uh you know uh, what's what's been interesting actually about this winter just in general is that we had that i mean we had that really really just bonkers january right like january was insane yeah, that was weird that was weird as it turns out it was not enough to knock the temperatures ah. down enough to not be among the warmest winters yep. on record in the southeast and that is la nina doing its thing so uh, and that's again, climate by the way yeah that's one that... storm is not going to change even three storms mm. in a row doesn't change the three month average i know that sounds crazy yep. i look forward to your angry emails yeah but that but that's the truth and 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 again you know when you have that kind of a warm winter you can't have you can have these little arctic shots we're gonna you know like we're gonna get on sunday but the problem is is that when you get towards the, like the, the fringes of the winter and and you get you get into those transitional seasons typically the only way that you're getting that arctic air in is with it being bone dry with no moisture or you're at the cold chasing the moisture which we all know is a recipe for yeah disappointment well there you have it they're playing the music which I think means it's time for us to get off the stage. Uh, we hope we'll see you. Uh, <laughs> there he goes. Uh, we hope you will uh, join us for that free Skywarn spotter class. We're so excited to be doing this for the second year in a row. And what better time to be doing it than during storm preparedness week. So basic class this week, Thursday, March 10th, 7 o'clock. Everyone is welcome. If you feeling overwhelmed or like you're not going to know what's going on when you walk in the door, 
Don't worry. It's for everyone. There's also no door. It's online. So don't worry about that. Uh, there's a link to register in the description of this episode. Our advanced class, Tuesday, March 29th, 7 o'clock. We're back next week with Melissa Griffin talking about Coco Ross. And who knows? Maybe we're back on Friday talking about storms. Friday morning, 9 a.m., South Carolina. Statewide tornado drill. Good opportunity yeah. to practice. Do you want to do you want to bet on whether or not that's actually going to happen? I think it's going to happen. You think it's going to happen? Yeah, I think it's going to happen. That's Jared Smith. I'm James Briarton. Stay subscribed to the Carolina Weather Group YouTube audio podcasts. Whatever works for you works for us. We're glad you're here. So long.